0: Hello, welcome to the PhD Life Raft podcast. I'm Emma Brzezinski and this episode I am talking to Chloe Lee, who's just gone into her third year of study and asking her all about what she wished she had known when she was starting out. Um, and she, we talk about structuring your week. We talk about balancing the PhD with life outside of that. But we also talk about being a PhD student in a time of coronavirus and how to sign your emails and turn that into an act of kindness. So I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, Chloe. Hello Emma. <laughs> <laughs> um, so before we start, I have to confess that we know each other. Um, yes. And we we started um working together through the Techne program. Um and I have always been really impressed by your, your level of self-reflection, your really courageous spirit. I think that oh, you're awesome. You. And also, I think your real commitment—not only to your own work, but to helping other people—that is just a beautiful thing. And I am so pleased that you have said yes to come and talk to everyone here because um, you have a lot of wisdom to share. I know. Oh, thank you. Yeah, um, excited to be here. <laughs> and usually, I start interviews by asking people to talk about their own experience of the PhD, but this one is mm. all about your own experience of PhD. <laughs> um, yeah. And so you're just coming into your third year now. Yes, And you're doing a practice-based PhD, which I'm sure you'll talk a little bit more about as well. Um, yeah. But I just asked you if you would mind talking about what you wish you'd known when you were starting your PhD. Um, and you have actually been the perfect podcast guest because you've given me this fantastic list of things. <laughs> I am just going to ask you about the things that you that you have um, that you've identified because they're really, really clear and really, really helpful. Um, So the first thing that you said in terms of what you wish you'd known when you were starting your PhD was about structure and self-motivation.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's the biggest, the biggest hurdle, really. I think, um, you know, I mean, I I went straight through. I had a bit of working in between my masters and my start of my PhD, but I definitely, you know, did it within quite a small amount of time. And I think you're used to, you think you're used to, I think structuring your time. But I think you get lulled into self, into um, you know, a, a a sense of security really, because it, it is completely different. And and the structuring your time just seems like the start and end of the other t- challenges that I probably am going to talk about today um there's just so much to do consume read write people to meet things to kind of get involved in um so I mean practically I think looking at your calendar having stuff in there um scheduling in rewards we've talked about that in the past before and I've actually found that so helpful Mm -hmm. um and especially scheduling in um rewards not necessarily after kind of I don't know um you've achieved something specifically, but more about work done. I think you've talked about that before. Yeah, yeah. And that's helpful because it's not just a case of, well, I do work and if I get this feedback or if I do this, you know, if it meets this mark, then then I can treat myself. It's actually more about actually I've done all of that work. So however the you know that turns out, actually I've, you know, put in a lot, I invested. So therefore it's completely rational for me to kind of schedule in some nice things to do with people that you like and you love so yeah um, absolutely I think that's celebrating yourself celebrating that you achieved what you set out
0: to achieve
1: yeah definitely and I think you know doing things building in those breather times after supervisions or things like that really helped with me um I actually did some part-time work when I was definitely in my first year and I think that's really helpful Um, I know for some people maybe that's not the right thing um, but for me it meant that I could focus on something completely different that didn't impact you know my 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 life in any big way I just turned up to work I, I worked at the university on like their kind of help desk for students that were staying on campus and it just gave me a few hours also paid but then didn't have to think about you know these big things that I was trying to look at in my PhD that was helpful I think it's definitely more difficult to structure your week I think it's quite easy and well I found it slightly easier to structure a year or a term but structuring your week I'm not not so good at and I've had to experiment been forced to do that especially in our current context obviously um going through um the coronavirus pandemic you know that kind of thing that you're used to of going into campus or going to a coffee shop or something completely changed so um I I you said about getting a job I actually
0: yes had a moment where I thought I am completely losing my mind and went and did some actually volunteer work but it's I think it's that thing isn't it of of having to be somewhere with clothes on (laughs) at a certain (laughs) time you know kind of that it does give purpose structure and a a release I was actually able to talk to people and be with people that for me was a big thing in terms of being out of the house talking to people but as you say actually now at the moment going out of the house maybe isn't so much of an uh, option and therefore again makes sort of structuring and managing your time and the rhythm of your time more difficult have you found any any useful tips for what you've been doing
1: i mean yeah i mean um definitely uh walk daily walk has helped has helped um struck making sure you eat at the same time making sure yeah. you have your coffee at the same time that's helped trying to do a bit of exercise much, as much as you can i mean it's all a bit of a balance because obviously you don't want to end up Fashion yourself for not doing those things Mm. but in the same vein having kind of this structure does does I think make you more productive in the times you then set aside to do work in Um, whether if you just start a day and kind of you know I mean it's so easy how you fall into I guess those bad habits of starting a week going right what am I going to do this week I'll do my PhD (laughs) yes yes yes
0: Yes. I mean it's crazy isn't it I'm going to sit down at this computer and do my blimey the weight of that on you so I, I think that sense of really like you say structuring and being really clear on I'm going to sit down to do this that's
1: what I'm sitting down to do yeah yeah definitely Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, it, it's hard because, you know, you can kind of say, oh, structure a week and it feels a bit loose. But I think, you know, hopefully if you can spend some time to reflect on what, you know, helps you and know that structure is a good thing, I think that's definitely helpful because it does does turn into this seamless, can turn into this kind of seamless professional personal. And actually, whilst a PhD can be like a part of your Stuff that you are interested in and like, and maybe do anyway if you're practice based. Also, I think it's totally, you're totally valid to have those set times where, like, this is my work stuff and this is my life stuff, and and to put in those structuring, those almost structuring um, methods. You know, you know, we, you know. We've talked about having literally a different hat or a different pair of glasses. I remember you saying about someone told you once. Um, for different tasks and I I think that helps you know if you can do a physical thing it might help you with the structure maybe you know if you write out a diary that that might not necessarily hold you fast but if you have work clothes that then you put on that might structure your day so it's like structure on a macro scale and structure on a micro scale and I I think certain people are going to find certain things the macro more difficult than the micro for me it's the micro that I think is more
0: difficult. Yeah. And you mentioned there is in terms of doing the practice work and then doing the more theoretical work how have you found that in terms of structuring that and balancing those out?
1: Yeah. I mean, thankfully I think with me my practice work takes place in a school. So um there was quite obvious times when I'd go into school and that would be my practice based time. I think with with my practice based I couldn't just do a bit of practice a bit of theory. I had to kind of set aside whole days for practice because I can't get into that mindset in like a very tight frame of mm. time. And um, so, so that's how I did it. But I'm quite new to practice, or at least my, with my PhD, it was the first time I'd done more practice-based things. So um, it was quite new for me. I think maybe if maybe if you're, you um, have a different form of practice, you might have this kind of more weaving or braiding together of your theory and practice that might work more for your structure. Um, You've got to just respond to that, I think. Yeah, well, I I think that that point that
0: you make is really important as well in terms of transitioning into different Mm -hmm. kind of thinking and different kind of doing and allowing time for that as well, that Uh you're not going to just sit down and get straight back into that work or or you know be able to jump from one thing to another it's those the the kind of transitions and how you manage that um becomes really important I think
1: Mm, yeah yeah and I think we we think you know I think we know in our kind of community or at least in the small community that I've been working with PhD peers and in in techne that we know that rest is good like we totally know that but what the transition times in and out of that space are a lot more fuzzy and blurred. Like it takes a while to come down out of your work head into your rest, rest yeah. place. And, and I think we think that we are set up in this, in, you know, today's context to a snap into rest because we know it's good. And that can always become a sense of urgency and a stress. And it sounds like I haven't had my rest time this week or I haven't been able to come down but you need to allow yourself, whether that's like physical, mental, spiritual, emotional to get into that space. And, and so that in itself can take up time. And it's just being being almost realistic about it and rational about it. I think, I think we can get caught up in the kind of, you know, I can talk about emotions and things like that all day long, but sometimes actually it's just about being rational. Like you can't start to unpack all these really complex topics and then expect to just snap out of it when when the clock hits five. That's, no, exactly.
0: That's, no, I would just start. I was just talking to um, Alex Pang um, who wrote the rest book and um, which was amazing to talk to him and he has so many smart things in that mm. book and about transitions and one of the things um, he talks about that in, in terms of transitions is kind of leaving a hook that you come back into Ooh, um, I like that. so that you and I try and do that in my work actually um, now in terms of not when things are going well that's when you stop when you're really in flow you kind of you know to stop rather than kind of finishing something off because then when you come back to it you're in the middle of the flow rather than having to start something does that does that make sense yeah I, I think it's I think it's brilliant but then like you say in terms of coming out of that too what's your hook to come out of is there a kind of and like you say I think having something that signals it to your brain at a deeper level. And that might be a sensory thing. It might be getting changed or having a different perfume or whatever it is that then it's kind of, and now you're going into, you're transitioning into rest (laughs) rather than just I'm straight into rest.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah. I love it. I love that. That is great. So this stuff about structuring, brilliant, micro, macro and micro structuring. I love that. Um, (laughs) So the second, the second thing you you talked about, the the second bullet point, which is kind of massive. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it, it, just to touch on this, this this idea of self care, mental health. Um, yeah. Talk yeah. A bit about that.
1: I mean, it's a huge one. I mean, it's a big one, and it kind of does, you know, leak out of the first one. I feel like these two really feed into each other. If you're able to structure and put healthy boundaries in, then it should. You know, maintain your mental health and keep it at a good, in a, in a healthy place. Um, and I think it, it is really dependent on character and things like that. And uh, I mean, I'm in my mid 20s and, and I, I've obviously, I'm going through a time where I'm still exploring things in myself and like fully kind of coming to terms with some things that have happened to me personally and that that does require quite a lot of energy and work and to mm. do that alongside mm. the PhD is, is a big thing and so you do have to make sure that you have these outlets for, for certain things whether that be physical, emotional, I mean I don't think you can really underestimate a run or a walk without a phone. Um (laughs) like I think I think it's really good. And it's the thing that I always go back to. And you know, it's that thing of, well, have you had a lot of water to drink today? Like they're really simple things and we so easily kind of put them aside and actually the really kind of base things I think are really useful and good. And sometimes we think we're kind of almost above those or 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 that we can push on through and actually if, if we don't need to there's no one no one tracking that you know I think if you need to take 10 minutes to kind of walk around the block or if you need to actually properly get into some things with a friend that's great and good and also it can help you in your work I think you know it's not about it's not about looking after your mental health so that you can do your PhD you know yes um, yes so that's really important because, and I think what you said there about you're
0: going through life processes and doing the PhD at the same time, um, and your life doesn't have to be on hold until this is finished. This is part of your personal development This is part of kind of you going forward um, and actually giving time for your, your life work um, mm. is really, really important, really mm. important. And as you say, remembering that you are not just a brain on a stick, you are yeah. actually a body yeah. and a
1: spirit yeah. and all of that, that all of that needs attention. Yeah. And I think it's, it is hard, I think, you know, doing a PhD for that to to flourish because obviously, as as you know, and as I've had direct experience with, you know, looking after yourself is not necessarily like something that's really pushed in some some places in academia it's just it's not it's not really considered important or necessarily you know it's considered more about that person's responsibility and and um I think people are starting to outgrow that but I think I think in order to do that yourself obviously the work starts with yourself but it also starts in the way that you're conducting yourself and I think um I came across really really great email signature the other day <laughs> um, <All right. laughs> from someone just I don't know I was just on Instagram and I came across it and it and it and it so you know your normal sign off on the email who you are what you do blah blah, your contact details and then underneath it said if you're receiving this email during outside of your working times or you have a workload that's too big to deal with this right now please don't feel the need to respond to this straight away when you receive it as you read it and so I just just was like if I can put that at my or my email as a as someone who's just starting out working out where they you know how they occupy space in in this place then a if I can signal to a lecturer or someone technically higher up in the hierarchy than me that I'm aware that their time is valuable then hopefully then when they're dealing with me or other students they'll not they'll also know that So I think a bit of it is also, you know, trying to create a bit of that culture, you know, obviously in relation to the energy that you have at that time. An email signature takes two minutes to write out. And actually, you never know what someone on the end of that is is going through. And, you know, admin staff, all of those people that are receiving emails from students or anyone in that world, I think, deserve to know that their time is precious as your time is precious. Yes. Um, yeah i i love that
0: and i love that sense of those kind of little radical acts of kindness isn't it a radical yeah, yeah. acts of of just shifting something and signaling something different I, that is fantastic brilliant um awesome so of course that's a much bigger discussion yeah. around mental health and <laughs> yeah. self care, yeah. of course but i think that i think that sense of of really of your commitment to that i think comes through and um yeah some lovely ideas in there as well so because you want to get all your because I want to get all of your ideas I really want to um <laughs> uh yeah pick your brains so the 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 next thing you have then is about I love this title is experimentation experience and personal development mm,
1: yeah yeah I mean I'm definitely one of those people that if you said this to me I'd be like oh yeah <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah nah personally develop. <laughs> um and it, it does sound a bit cheesy, but you know, it can be in those small things of just talking to other people in your department. It can be having a coffee, a chat over coffee. It can be saying, Oh, have you read this? It'd be great to discuss this. You know, I I found myself organizing a student conference with TechNA, which is actually a really good experience not to be sniffed at. And um it was a fantastic conference yeah thank you thank you (laughs) I know that you uh, might have uh, uh, showed up at some point (laughs) um and also made sure that I kind of you know got to know some other people that were in the techne techne group um and we're still talking and chatting now and still sharing work now and um it can get very kind of that it can feel quite isolated. And often I think these personal development sessions that are on offer and often get kind of not fulfilled filled up are a chance to just talk with someone else about their work and and that can spark your own thoughts. But it's mm. also just just about having a bit of a community and, and and pushing yourself a little bit. Um even if they're things that you don't think are necessarily relevant. Yes. I think it's really good to just just have a few things in the diary. And then that also you know, help structure your time if you know you've got a writing retreat or you know you've got how to put your research online or what you know what whatever it is. And sometimes the content, even though the content is often good, it's not necessarily the only thing that you get out of those sessions.
0: No, I think there's a there's a brilliant book around um the title escapes me, but I'll put it in the show notes, about entering academic culture and this kind of process of enculturation. Um And I think, I think that what you're talking about there is that gorgeous way that you can just start to ease yourself into that, find your community, find your way in. Um, And like you say, that might not be directly related to your study, but actually, it's going to give you all sorts of skills. It's going to help you. You can, you can watch how other people operate. You can, you can find out what they're doing. Um, I think there's, there are real benefits to that. And it gets you out of the house. That's yeah, always good. Again.
1: <laughs> yeah, again, yeah. But yeah. I think... Yeah.
0: I've really admired lost, that in you. In terms a of a bit lost
1: around Senate House looking for a session, I mean, yeah. yeah. But I think, but I think
0: it's great because you know you might end up then having your having your vibe in Senate House, and at least you've been there a few yeah. times. You know what that is, and I, th- I think that, that that you can't you can't overestimate that really. And I think yeah. that you have been brilliant in terms of seizing those opportunities, and um, and allowing yourself that kind of breadth of experience. I think really, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely would recommend going to things, even if they feel slightly less field. I mean, I think people do sign up when they initially start their PhD to kind of the, you know, essential ones, things like writing a literature review and, and bits and bobs like that. But if there's things that just on a personal level interest you, you know, they do things quite a lot on character or professional, you know, Enneagram or My Frick, things like that. But just like, you know, just just a uh, really interesting to kind of engage with so yeah I would I would definitely recommend getting involved in that way brilliant um and then
0: the final the one the final one you you tell us what the final title oh, is I, <laughs> I mean I guess
1: I've, I've got it in my bullet point as a PhD is a big deal yeah. Yeah, yeah. um and then shoved a lot of words alongside that <laughs> um but I, I think... love it the PhD is a big deal <laughs> Yeah, I think I think it's just, you know, in insofar as you're you're taking four years and it is a privilege to do to to explore a question, to kind of have a have a play, to learn, to kind of be able to make your mark. And even if, you know, you don't go on to, you know, academia or use it in that kind of obvious, explicit way, you're going to be using all those skills that you learn. And and I think it, it's helpful to to know that it's challenging and and really know that it's challenging. I mean, if you're doing a PhD, I don't know if it was you that told me or someone else. You know, quite a few. Usually, if you're doing a PhD, it's because you've been in a, like a high achiever for most of your life, but at least for most of your school life. You're in a position where you've been able to apply and compete for one, perhaps, and um, so. You kind of get, you kind of think, oh, well, I'm this is what I I can do or meant to be doing. And I know it's going to be hard, but actually it is hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think we're not very good at we're quite good at going, oh yeah, it is hard, it is hard. But actually, maybe what I'd wish I'd known is actually, yeah, yeah, Chloe, it is it is actually going to be quite challenging. You are going to struggle. You are going to get feedback all the time that's not going to make you feel on top of the world. But also there's so much other stuff that comes with it. And being able to separate again the personal from the professional is important. Even though, with a lot of the PhD, especially practice, I think it does bleed, bleeds into other areas of your life. Um, so, so in a kind of roundabout way, I guess it's knowing that it's 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 a, it's a it's a big thing to sink your teeth into. But also, I mean, I I always love what you say about it's one eating the elephant one bite bite at a time Mm and knowing that quite often what you're doing in your PhD will will impact what you're doing in your life and what you're doing in your life will quite often impact what you're doing in your PhD but it's not the same thing and they're not equivalent partners you know they're not and and it's I think I had a chat with my supervisors the other day and you know especially with coronavirus talking about extensions and obviously my anxiety and urgency and making sure I can get an extension and blah, 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 all this thing all these things and you know my one of my supervisors said to me you know the PhD is four years like the idea is to complete it in four years it's not to let it tumble on and on it is to it is a bounded exercise it's a temporally bound exercise in the same way that an exam is an hour and a half and not like longer than five or six hours I know there are some examples longer than that but you know <laughs> there is there is a there's a point because it's to show what you can do within that time and I think it's just because it's that extended time that sometimes those boundaries get blurred and, and we often talk about our PhD before we talk about you know how are you oh my PhD is going all right rather than actually how are you <laughs> um yeah. and so, that's it that can be a real
0: challenge like you say and I think it is especially as your identity may well have been bound up with you being as we say that high achiever that person who is smart top of the class all of that and then you're finding yourself in a situation where perhaps those old coping mechanisms are not not working so much anymore and you're exploring a whole different set of skills um and that can be it can feel really devastating um but and so that that reminder is really useful in terms of sort of separating that out and going this is a job of work that I'm doing it's my job it's my job (laughs) yeah Um, and and I am yeah something separate from that
1: yeah yeah definitely and and I think the way to help you do that is definitely in in the way you structure, the way you envir- change your environment, you know, that all can help. And and so I kind of, I mean, I'm, I'm reading through what I wrote to you also and I'm kind of saying, oh yeah, I've, I've said like this idea of space making and space taking, like I think the PhD can be space making, like it can offer you paths, avenues, doors, windows into things that go open up your sense of, oh, okay, yourself but also other things that you want to look at but it can also be space taking and sometimes I think that's difficult to discern at what point something becomes space taking yeah. um, And I think just being sensitive to that change is is really really key um yes I love um, that.
0: Space that makes
1: sense <laughs> that makes, that, I, that's a
0: really gorgeous um metaphor in terms of the space making and the space taking and i think that sense of of, of taking control and putting yourself in the driving seat is really important mm. isn't it in, in kind of um like you say being might being aware of what's going on um which which is i think you are brilliant at that really smart about that um thank you so much what a lot of wisdom there um <laughs> Can I be really unkind? Because I usually ask people for one top tip to take away. A top tip. It might just be repeating one of your things, but um...
1: um a top tip. Buy a list pad. Oh, love that. On on whatever I mean, from whatever retailer that you like. But yeah, list pads, they're great. Keep keep short, keep your tasks short, keep them small. They're helpful that's brilliant any
0: recommendation that involves stationery is a winner in my book i love it i love it chloe thank you Very so good. so much for your time good luck with year three um thank you. and navigating the really tricky stuff that's ahead of you i know in terms of navigating the whole covid and practice element um yeah. and thank you all for listening and i will see you next time